WCHD3 Detroit, KMPS HD3 Seattle, WBMX HD3 Boston, and on AOL Radio and Yahoo Launchcast. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 Soul. New SkyRadio.com. Why did the U.S. government recently feel the need to deny the existence of mermaids? Could there really be aquatic or undersea humanoids? Where would they have come from? Well, hello there, and welcome to the 366th broadcast of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and asking those unusual questions was my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. So we do welcome callers this evening. The number is 248-545-SOUL. Again, that's 248-545-7685. Or if you're listening on a computer, use the handy-dandy little instant feedback gizmo on your screen. We're very pleased to welcome back this evening Albert S. Rosales of the Miami-Dade Police Department in Florida. Albert is our show's special projects reporter and a tireless, behind-the-scenes researcher of encounters with humanoid creatures. He has compiled the world's largest database of humanoids, reaching back as far as the year 2357 B.C. A native of Santa Clara, Cuba, Albert immigrated to the U.S. with his parents in 1968. After high school, he spent four years in the U.S. Navy as a radioman. He is a graduate of Miami-Dade College. Albert's website is www.ufoinfo.com. Check it out. It's pretty amazing. So, Albert Rosales, welcome back to Behind the Paranormal. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure. All right, so let's kick this off with a big question that has been on my mind. So ever since this whole thing about Noah coming out on the website and saying we officially deny the existence of mermaids, so why would they feel the need to do that? I know, it's like denying the existence of UFOs, I guess. I have no idea. I I guess if you deny something, there's got to be something to it. Especially yeah. with the government tonight, I think. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, there was also that um, program that came out. I think it was on National Geographic that was um, that had that it, it was dramatized, dramatized uh, for everybody. Dramatized. dramatized sorry, yeah. I can't talk right now. But um, it was a uh, it was dramatized, and it was talking about how like there was this incident in South Africa, and all, and how they found like this. Uh, this carcass of, like, a humanoid with, like, weird skin and stuff. They, they got, like, recordings of this weird sonic sound that didn't sound... It sounded more human than, like, a whale. And it was really weird. And I guess I I heard that it was a reaction to this. But, I don't know, I feel like there's something more. But have you heard about this incident in South Africa? Okay. Uh, I have not heard of the incident in South Africa. But the latest incident that I heard of is back in August 2009 in Israel. PDS. Um, a coastal city, which uh, there were like several people reported or claimed to have seen a, a mermaid right off the coast. Described okay. as a woman, you know, laying in the, in the sand park. I have you, not heard of the South African. Incident. All right, you, you know what, Albert? Uh, you're breaking up a little bit. Uh, I think um, I'm going to ask Mr. Producer here if we can take a take a short break, so I can call uh, call Albert by telephone. No problem at all. Okay, let's do that. Albert, uh, we'll talk to you in a second. We'll call you on uh, your regular phone number. Okay, let me... Okay, fine. All right, thanks. 
Thursday is a power-packed day here on the sky. Join us at noon for the I'm Thankful Network. At 1 p.m., it's the Dr. Pat Show. At 4 p.m., Colette Baron reed takes the stage for the Colette Baron reed Show. The Colette Baron reed Show, where intuition, practical spirituality, great advice, a little woo-woo fun, and fabulosity meet. Colette Baron reed is an internationally renowned intuitive counselor, educator, and best-selling author who helps others recognize and connect with their own intuition, potential, and purpose. Powerful motivational speaker, charismatic broadcast personality, and acclaimed performer, storyteller, and recording artist, Colette uses her extraordinary spiritual gifts to empower her clients to live a life that is awake and authentic, and to create a reality that is spiritual, deliberate, and meaningful. Call in early. The lines are hot. 248-545-7685. Instant feedback at NewSkyRadio.com. New Sky Radio. NewSkyRadio.com. New Horizons, no boundaries. Powered by CBS, Yahoo, and Radio.com. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248 545 Soul. NewSkyRadio.com. Okay, folks, sorry about that, but we have established a better connection with our guest, Albert Rosales, and we're talking about aquatic humanoids. Albert, uh, you were telling us about the latest incidents in your files. Go right ahead. The latest one that I know of is, is a reported incident in Israel back in August of 2009. For a period of about two months, there were several sightings of what uh, some of the people described was a, a mermaid. Uh, they described it as a, a woman the top half being a woman and the uh, lower half like a fish. And um, the, there were several reports. And um, the, even the, there was even a, uh, an, uh, a uh, somebody put out some money to see if anybody could catch the, the supposed mermaid. Mm. But, uh, I have not heard of the South African incident. heard of incidents in South Africa, in Africa. Yeah. Zimbabwe. But I have not heard of the South African incident. What happened in Zimbabwe? Uh, I don't know if you know, know the uh, the late uh, Zimbabwean researcher uh, Cynthia Hind. She wrote a couple books about UFOs and uh, yeah, I know of her. I didn't know her personally. Okay. Well, she she wrote a couple articles in uh, in Fate magazine, maybe uh, about ten years ago, and she had uh, several incidents of uh, mermaid type encounters in Zimbabwe. And South Africa, I don't have it right in front of me. Several, yeah. But, but this the the, the, the mermaid type creature of humanoid, uh, whatever it might be, is a worldwide phenomenon. Not only seen in, in a couple of places, it's all over the place. I'm talking about South America, U.S., Caribbean, okay, Africa. See, all right. So you're talking about um, river, rivers too, not just the ocean. I, I know of cases in, uh, in, in Siberia and Russia and uh, freshwater cases, also in Europe. So it might be like a, a humanoid that had lived in, along with us and next to us for, for as long as we've been here, maybe before. Okay. 
Well, uh, well, you were in the Navy. I was in the Coast Guard. And um, well, Ben, why don't you? Because that's just kind of basic. But oh yeah. So, what is your opinion of aquatic humanoids? Hey, you started my what? Your opinion of uh, aquatic humanoids? You know what? I I think that there there are species that maybe developed alongside the human species, and uh, they've been with us for for hundreds of years, or maybe thousands of years. I know of cases like I'm talking about a thousand years before. I don't know. I sent I sent a little write up of several incidents and. Yeah, you'd, you'd appreciate that, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let, let's, let's uh, obviously a certain amount of skepticism is required here. Uh, now, you were yeah. in the Navy, I was in the Coast Guard, so we're both sailors, right? And uh, right. What, one of the places, along with the Arctic and the desert, where it's very difficult to judge both distance and size, most of the case, is the sea. Now, you're standing on the deck of your ship, you're looking out, you know, and you have... Devices that assist you, such as the, or the the huge binoculars on the flying birds, like the or the big eyes, as they used to call them, and you got all kinds of sonar and right. stuff. But if you're looking with the naked eye, as the average person who is sighting an aquatic creature might be, uh, it, it's kind of hard to judge. Um, then again, sometimes it all depends on on the conditions. And many people have said that over the over the centuries that the uh, people are actually seeing. Uh, manatees, like down down in your neck of the woods, or or other sorts of sea creatures, very strange looking fish that have are still being discovered because the species in the ocean we still don't know much about it. We know more more about outer space than we do about uh, inner space, as it's called, or the oceans. So, uh, but what say you on that? I mean, what percentage of these things do you think uh, might be legitimate, or, or or might the whole thing be just misidentifications of other creatures? What say you? Well, I, like when they say that Christopher Columbus, he claimed he saw some uh, mermaids. But like you said, a lot of the, a lot of the researchers then claimed that what he really saw were, were uh, manatees, which are abundant down here in South Florida. Yeah. But I think that uh, yeah, of course, there, there's always mistakes and there's always uh, mis- misidentifications of uh, nor- you know regular uh, aquatic animals that might resemble some type of humanoid, but. A lot of these incidents that I have, rec- you know, read or recorded that has been of creatures seen on the seashore, not out at sea, which is, and um, the witnesses or the reporters that they have been close enough to see more details and to see uh, definitely they were that they were not uh, any type of, uh, you know, fish. Right, right. Okay. Or, or some kind of other aquatic animal. Now, I should probably say at this point that we've had several listeners write in to express surprise that we were even covering this subject, but we cover it all, you know, no matter how crazy it might seem. But anyone who's familiar with with uh, uh, our work knows our, about our multiverse theories. You know, the laws of physics can vary from world to world and somewhere or somewhere in the open system of these interacting parallel realities, all possibilities exist. So somewhere, if you believe that theory, there has to be something equivalent to these aquatic humanoids. Um, the question is, can they be perceived from or cross into our conscious reality, even briefly? In other words, could these be uh, interdimensional or multiversal creatures? I know uh, there are a lot of listeners who point out that, that, that multiple worlds are not the same thing as multiple dimensions, but for the purposes of our discussion, do you think the, these could be you know, visitors occasionally from parallel realities? 
possible. Anything is possible. That's what I think about mo a lot of the Bigfoot incidents. But as far as the um, the mermaids or, or the aquatic humanoids, uh, maybe not because, it's, like you say, the sea is so vast, and it's, uh, we know a little. Too, we don't know too much really about it. There are parts of the sea that man has never been through yet, and maybe there is some some kind of a. Uh, uh, group of humanoids that had lived in the sea or in, in water and in water uh, that, that had lived uh, alongside us for, for you know thousands of years well uh, we yeah true that's quite true uh, I'll give you some examples and I'm sure you've you know as, as a, a Navy veteran you heard some of stories of your own but I remember back um, I was a I had the pleasure of knowing uh, Ivan Sanderson, not not well, but the fa he was a marine biologist who was a famous, one of the first uh, most pioneers of the cryptozoology. And uh, through him, I knew someone uh, who was a, an oceanographer who had been uh, on a ship off the west coast of South America. And, of course, there was the uh, uh, a very deep trench there, the Peru Chile Trench, which is amazingly deep. And they have had, they had a number of incidents of unknown at least one, one very large unknown creature. I'm not saying it was a humanoid, but just to give you an example of how uh, mysterious the sea still is, uh, they had um, were attempting. They had this hook down really deep, and something had kind of grabbed it. The whole ship shook, and they bring it up, and this titanium hook had been straightened out. So one can only imagine the size of what this must have been. On another occasion, in the Coast Guard, one of our cutters, uh, there, there was something that had apparently. Um, I, su I suppose bitten into the sonar dome, which is under the hull of, of uh, these uh, military ships. And uh, oh yeah, oh I'm, I'm going over time here, so we're, we're gonna have to take a break. We're listening to Albert S. S. Rosales, our wonderful guest on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio. We'll be right back. Take CBS Radio the Sky with you wherever you go. Be sure to download the Radio.com app today from your mobile marketplace. And when you really want to know more, 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 be sure to visit NewSkyRadio.com. Get in deep with exclusive articles and Sky News. Get your weekly horoscope and the inside scoop on host events. Radio.com and NewSkyRadio.com. Stay connected.
CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal. With Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOLVE. NewSkyRadio.com. Believe. And we're back with our very interesting and marvelous guest, one of our show reporters, we're very proud to say, Albert S. Rosales, probably the world's greatest expert and collector of humanoid stories. And we're talking this evening about aquatic humanoids, uh, that is, mermaids, if you will, because they've been in the news lately, so to speak, uh, if only to be denied by the uh, National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration, otherwise known as NOAA. And uh, Albert and I both being old sailors, uh, he was in the Navy and I was in the Coast Guard, we uh, have been uh, talking about various things that that may have arisen and and the conditions by which you see things at sea and things of this kind. Albert, you mentioned... um, uh, an interesting – we've been mentioning several interesting cases here, um, and you've mentioned the possibility, too, that, uh, you know, people believe in the UFOs and the little gray guys going into people's rooms and kidna- kidnapping them at night. What, what's, what's, the, um, what's the problem with believing in mermaids or the possibility thereof? So go, go ahead and continue the, your, your, uh, your discussion. You know, I think mermaids are – to think the name mermaid itself maybe uh, makes people skeptical. Exactly. Uh, I don't blame them, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's not really uh, mermaid. They, they should be all aquatic humanoids or, mm-hmm. or men-like, men-like creatures. Not, they're not all necessary uh, half-fish or half-human. There's been incidents of, uh, like, and I don't know if you have, you heard back in, uh, in 90, in the, uh, maybe 91 when the Russians, no, I'm sorry, 82, and the huge lake in Siberia, Lake Baikal, yeah. the Russians send divers down into the depth, and they, according to some of the uh, reporters, they encounter like what they describe huge man-like figures or humanoids. But these were wearing like some kind of a uni- uh, like a diver's uniform, but they were huge, they were over eight feet tall, hmm. and they were swimming down there. And uh, well, there are. I would, I would uh, guess that there would be aquatic humanoids, but not necessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. And I hadn't heard of that, but there, a lot of strange reports have come out of Russia about humanoids yeah. in general, particularly uh, the Alma or, or the, the Yeti, Bigfoot, and all this kind of thing. Is it's it's an enormous country, and uh, much of it is uh, to this day uh, either unexplored or, or, or has been visited very seldom. So, who knows what what goes on there? So, uh, has there ever been in your, um, not to your to your knowledge or in, in your collection of, of incidents, has there ever been any communication between us and them, so to speak, uh, between these aquatic humanoids and, and humans, particularly when they've been on shore? Look, back in the end, like in the eighty and the eighteen hundreds and uh, and so forth. Before that, maybe the seventeen hundreds, there were a lot of reports of such creatures, mermaids, and 
especially in England, the UK. Yeah. There's even a couple reports of uh, of a couple being taken captive. Really. But they were never never able to communicate with the, the captors, and eventually they either died or escaped. Uh-huh. What happened? If they died, whatever happened. But uh, the only case that I know that uh, perhaps some kind of communication was involved was uh, a case in Puerto Rico back in '92, in which uh, they the witnesses, a man and his son, they they came up and they were fishing some kind of on the, on the shore and some. They saw what they, they describe a, a little boy come out of the water. Huh. But it wasn't a half fish or half uh, half human. It was com- completely human in appearance, except it was very pale. And he, he drew some signs on the sand and some hand signals. And then they what they did, they said that he went he went back into the water and disappeared and there back up again. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we have a. Uh, actually, you mentioned uh, Henry Hudson, the uh, the English explorer who was working for the Dutch, and uh, he was um, exploring the east coast of North America. And you mentioned that they they had a mermaid incident aboard his vessel. The I believe it was the Half Moon uh, during the um, that period. So, what was that about? Well, he was up in uh, in looking for the Northwest Passage in uh, in Russia. Oh, the other side, yeah. Yeah, Nova Zelaya. And some of his crew members, according to the the Hudson Chronicles, this is back on June 15, 1608. Yeah. uh, This is on their second voyage in search of a northeast passage. So uh, a mermaid off the coast of Novaya Zemlya and of Russia, Siberia. They say it was as big as a human. It had a a woman's back and breast, white skin, and long black hair. And they say when it dived into the water, they could see a speckled uh, porpoise-like tail, purpose porpoise, you know, like the like the dolphin. Mm-hmm. It had a tail like a like a dolphin, but the top half was a human, a woman, white skin, long black hair. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, really sounds fantastic. It sounds like something out of a a child, children's novel or yeah. But hey, you know. Well, you know, you, you get a little buggy when you're deployed uh, for any great length of time. <laughs> Who knows? In the Antarctic. Yeah, especially there. Yeah. But um, what kind of creatures could these, uh, or what kind of known creatures could these mermaids be mistaken uh, mistaken for? I mean, you did mention manatees, which are prevalent, yeah. in, like around in and around Florida, but where else? Well, manatees, and there's also a uh, there's a fish that. That's known up in um, in the Caspian Sea, where there's been reports of mermaids and underwater uh, humanoids. Yeah. It's called the, the guitar fish. It, when it, it, it looks like a uh, when you you turn it upside down. I mean, on face up, it looks like it has a face. It, it's, but it's called a guitar fish. It's a very weird looking fish. <laughs> Anyone that maybe seen it uh, once or twice might think it might be a a, a creature, a human like creature. Uh, other creatures, maybe that uh, there's the uh, uh, maybe a seal. Uh, seal, who knows? Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, we see, yeah, we see a lot of them in New England here and in eastern Canada, and and they they look like sometimes they look like kids poking their heads up out of the out of the water. You know, you, sometimes all you see are these eyes, so it, it can be disconcerting sometimes. You don't know what it is. 
So there's all sorts of crazy stuff on YouTube. I mean, we've all seen the UFO stuff on YouTube. Some of it's real, some of it's fake. But what about aquatic humanoids? Is there any way to tell if it's real or fake? I mean, the, the only one that I've seen in, in YouTube that, that looks pretty weird is some kind of it's a Japanese aquatic humanoid that's huge. It has a, uh, I can't remember the name right now, but it's a Japanese aquatic humanoid. But uh, uh, according to the YouTube uh, information, it was filmed off the coast of Japan. But it, it looks like a huge um, uh, man-like figure, really white, with big eyes, black eyes. And I couldn't see the back of it, but it's really uh, weird. But, I, you know, I, I don't know about YouTube anymore. I, I don't trust no, no, I, I don't know. You can. The thing is, there are two problems. One is you can do anything with computer software. You know, when I started out in this field in the early '70s, you didn't have any of that. All you had was a photo and a negative. You know, and so um, that, that you had what you had. But now, not only can you put Godzilla into a photograph, but but somebody's going to believe it when you do, and uh, that that creates all sorts of uh, of complications and layers of issues uh, with these these sorts of photographs. Well, uh, let me let me ask, ask you this, Albert. Um, when uh, well, see how I got to put this in the uh, considering these mer people or aquatic humanoids uh, in the whole context of humanoids, the humanoids don't always. Sometimes they do. When you, I'm sure in your, in your experience, sometimes they do look entirely human. But how human do aquatic humanoids actually look would you say their upper parts are indistinguishable from us or do they have like almond shaped eyes or or different sorts of physical characteristics i mean or, or does it vary well to qualify them as humanoids they got to have a head you know a torso mm-hmm. maybe yeah arms appendages you know or arm like appendages maybe but they have some kind of have a general shape of a human I mean, they can't be something shaped like a starfish or an amoeba. they yeah. got to be shaped like a human, at least a head, a torso, and arms, which that's most of the uh, descriptions of the uh, of the mermaids. At least yeah. they do have a head and, you know, arms and a torso, hair, uh, and then they have the fish-like tail, which is it, uh, what really makes them more, like, stranger. It's a okay. humanoid type, you know? Uh, that's that's what qualifies as being a humanoid. You gotta you gotta be at least uh, very close to a human. Okay, the um, the varieties of aquatic humanoids that have been reported. Uh, could you pin down that there are like three varieties, five varieties, or or does it it just is is it like aliens? It kind of varies. Kind of varies, but they're mostly they're mermaid, the mythological mermaid type. The the lady with the hair and yeah. the top and the fish-like tail, but not only the lady, so with tail, you know, we talk about females only, so also yeah. male mermaids or mermen. Yeah. And, um, then there's a certain sprinkling of different types, like that little boy or whatever he was in Puerto Rico back in '92. And he was entirely human. He, according to the this, this information I got from a, a researcher, Jorge Martin, from Puerto Rico. He, yeah. he wrote a book, and that was one of his books. Yeah, according to him, he was entirely human. A little, maybe, it looked like a maybe 13 or 14-year-old boy. Was this at all near the Mona Passage, do you know? Uh, off San Juan? 
That they that that vicinity. No, I no, I think it was more closer to Vieques Island, that area. Oh, okay, because I've yeah. done research in that whole area actually, and uh, there are a lot of strange things. Area. Yeah, yes, and uh, we have a break coming up, but maybe when we come back, we can talk about uh, the possible connections in areas like this with uh, other phenomena, particularly UFOs and hum- humanoid sightings of that kind. Because, as you know, well, we our work takes us into a, a sort of um, flap areas where all sorts of paranormal phenomena are going on that might seemingly be unrelated in the old paradigm, but in uh, our paradigm are kind of all, all kind of connected because things come and go. And uh, the Mona Passage is a very strange place. Uh, I was there at sea, and uh, all sorts of interesting things uh, can occur. So anyway, we are going to take a break right now, and... Uh, Hmm. Are we? Are we still just, on? Just, just keep talking. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break right now, and you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with uh, on CBS News Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com, and we'll be right back with our guest Albert Rosales. Stay with us. Mondays are motivational. It all begins with you. And that's where the Movement Within featuring life coach April Claxton comes in. Join April and her uplifting guests Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Featured on Animal Planet, Court TV, Unsolved Mysteries, and The Hauntings, Psychic Barbara Mackey. Barbara is a sixth-generation psychic medium, animal psychic, and spirit communicator. Tune into Visions with Barbara Mackey at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. There are four corners, and Will and Nancy will take you there at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Existence is what we live for. Adventure is our journey. Metaphysical topics, inspiring and educational guest speakers, psychic readings, and more. Artie's the Party with Angels and Answers, Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Psychic readings and more. Join the fun. What goes bump in the night? Heidi knows. At 11 p.m. Eastern Time, Heidi Hollis's The Outlander will lunge into topics on all things outlandish and more. Call in or write Heidi to vent or get advice about your paranormally inspired curiosities or challenges. Call in early. The lines are hot. 248-545-7685. Instant feedback at NewSkyRadio.com. NewSkyRadio. NewSkyRadio.com. New horizons, no boundaries. Powered by CBS, Yahoo, and Radio.com. about the good things to come and I believe it could be something good has begun oh I've been smiling lately dreaming about the world at one and I believe it could be someday it's going to come cause out on the edge of darkness there is a peace train or peace train take this country Come take me home again I've been smiling lately Thinking about the good things to come And I believe it could be Something good has begun Oh, peace train sounding louder Light on the peace train Come on, the peace train The peace train holy roller Come on, the peace train. Come on, the peace train. Get your bags together. Go bring your good friends too. 
is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. New SkyRadio.com. And we're back live with our guest, Albert S. Rosales, our show, show reporter for special projects and an expert on humanoids. Albert, why don't you just t- take us through some more cases that you know of of aquatic humanoids and uh, tell us what happened. Well, from the... This is this interesting case that I'm going to mention now is from the uh, book by E. Randall Floyd called uh, Great Southern Mysteries. Uh, according to the, the report, this is the, he claims that the incident uh, took place right off the coast of Florida on the Atlantic Ocean side. He doesn't give us a specific location, but uh, he said that a professional scuba diver had gone down and he encountered uh, some kind of amphibian humanoid that... Uh, Came rushing towards him. Appears to go on, you know, undulate and go towards him at yeah. very high speed. And he noticed that it was. They had appendages like arms that seemed to be reaching out to him, and, and at the at the end of uh, each arm appeared to be sharp talons or, or claws. Hmm. Now, when the creature came into full view, he could see a pair of unmistakable breasts. A pair of breasts, what appeared to be long flowing hair, smooth skin, smooth. Skin, sorry, uh, scaled tail from the waist down. It's kind of tail from the waist down. It appeared to be half woman and half fish, but but you know, horrible in, in appearance. Yeah. And it appeared to uh, try to it, it lunch on him, and he pushed it off and just swam up and uh, and went in, uh, into this craft of safety and never saw the creature again. But according to him, he, he appears that the creature wanted to do him a harm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. That's one of the, the only cases that I know of an uh, aggressive aquatic humanoid. Yeah, you know what's odd? What comes to mind is uh, you know any, anything that has breasts is mammalian. You know, it's a mammal, but yet kind of half fish. Uh, but of course, right. one thinks of whales and dolphins; they're mammals too. So that, that just struck me when you described that. And uh, definitely an under some kind of underwater creature. Yeah. Yeah. So what else uh, right went on in underwater? 
Well, this is not exactly, maybe it is. Uh, this is a Russian um, research vessel that was on, on, on the Black Sea. What actually a steamship called the Yuelan. U- can't really pronounce it. It was on its way to, uh, to Singapore. It says that one of the crew members was on watch and was lying. Uh, I'm sorry, we just finished his watch and he was lying very tired in his cot reading a book. When he saw someone staring at him, he looking at the he looked at the porthole, and he saw a strange face. What he described was a female staring at him. We had a dark hair and tan skin, and the eyes were very blue, but much bigger than a normal human. Huh? But they stared at each other for several seconds. He jumped up and ran out, screaming, and. Uh, they they woke up the rest of the uh, crew and they searched around the ship and they failed to locate anything. The only thing they could figure that it was some kind of creature that went up into the ship and then went into the water again. Gee. Who knows? Maybe Any other know. witnesses other than this one? No, he, he was he was the lone witness to the event. Okay. Uh, from from a Russian researcher that sent me the report. Right. No, not that that makes it any less valid. It makes it more difficult to prove, but. Uh, what, what would you say the percentage of these cases are that have multiple witnesses? As, uh, as well, a, like like the first the first case that I mentioned in Israel, there were multiple witnesses there in 2009. Okay. Now, uh, the, the older cases in the in the UK, for some reason, there was a plethora of cases in the, in the 1800s, 1700s. There were many witnesses. And, and now you, you don't really will, will find cases like that. Not too many. Uh, there's another case from, this is from Peru, okay, and I'm, and I'm talking about a freshwater lake Peru hmm. called Lake Lake Chistococha. This is from 2007. There were 20 students from a, from a nearby school that had gone camping or maybe, maybe on a trip to the lake. They reported seeing a, a mermaid-like entity appear in the middle of the lake. And they say it was a woman, a fishtail woman again. I guess they're they're seen in the freshwater lakes and, and uh, saltwater places, and uh, that she was swimming along and looking at them and uh, frolicking in the water. And uh, when she noticed she was being watched, she she dived and it was never seen again. She had, according to the students and one of the teachers, uh, she had golden hair and very white skin, but light legs instead. It had a very thin fish-like tail. This is back in 2007. Okay. Not that long ago. From Peru, and this from a freshwater. And then in 2008, there's another case in Peru also. I don't have it right in front of me, but also from freshwater location. Interesting. So that um, brings up the question. You you brought up earlier, or I don't remember who brought it up earlier, that that we may have been living alongside these uh, creatures for a very long time, just not even known it. But... Suppose I, from what I've seen, I'm not entirely sure if this is correct or not, but I did hear that there were like cave paintings with um, it looked like like people with fishtails like swimming along with dolphins, and then there were other like people like, on the shore like throwing spears or something like that. So, do you know of any cave paintings like that? Mm, not exactly, but uh, but you know the uh, uh, according to Zechariah Stitching, uh, the Babylonian. The ancient Babylonians, that according to to scrolls found and uh, ancient writings found, that their civilization was started by a a, a uh, according to them it was an entity that came out of the waters, 
called Oanis. It was a fish-like human that came out of the waters of the, uh, what would that be, the Persian? Well, the Me- Mediterranean Gulf. Sea. Persian, uh, yeah. The Persian Gulf. It was in the Babylonia. Bell- okay. And he taught them the, the you know, they civilized, eventually, you know, he civilized them. He was a, uh, and, and he was described as a uh, fish-like humanoid or a man-like creature with fish-like features that came out of the water. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, you, were, you heard of that. Oh, yeah. L O A N N E S. Okay, that's sometimes that. interpreted as being uh, somebody from Atlantis or some other lost or or even not lost uh, seagoing people. But uh, I, I suppose it certainly, from if you take it, take the descriptions literally, it could very easily be. Uh, one of the uh, one of these humans. Yeah, according to the information, he was a, a nation, a nation, Babylonian god. And yeah, I'm looking at the uh, picture over right here now. And he, to, and he actually had a fish-like tail. Are you ta- are you, is this Dagon? No. Uh, I think they they were different. Yeah, that was uh, one of one of the. I guess, you know because Lovecraft wrote stories about Dagon, uh, but in any case, yeah, certainly um, figures very very prominently in the folklore. Uh, we have a few minutes before the break, so I'm going to read this letter. This is from Steve in Austin, Texas. Okay, so Steve writes to us, Hey guys, love the show. I also admire Albert Rizzolo, or Albert's uh, work uh, very much. On tonight's topic, I wonder what you all think of the idea that mermaids are actually spirits. And every part of nature has what humans have thought as thought of as spirits, so why not the ocean? All right, this... Well, I was also going to bring up Atlantis too, but you already brought that up. But... Oh, right, yeah. Well, that, that's that's another thing. Well, that's worthy of discussion. So I don't know. I suppose Albert. I suppose it depends what you mean by spirits. In the West, we usually mean disembodied, you know, entities without bodies, live, living creatures without bodies. But um, it could also mean, in, in the broader sense, really any power or any energy. I mean, what, what I, I know. We talked about this during the break. I never thought of this before. I, mean, what's I have never thought of the mermaids as spirits. Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe spirits from Atlantis, but I don't know. I I have not never heard of them being compared as any type of spirit. But yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I think, and he also refers to the idea that every he says every part of nature has what humans have thought of as spirits, and that's true. If you look from the native points of view, from the uh, indigenous peoples um, of uh, older traditions, such as the Aborigines and. Other people I've rubbed elbows with, they're, they're, they're everything's everything's full of spirits, but they're, they're, I don't they don't necessarily mean it the same way we do. You know, it's full of special energies, you know, and, you know, nat- nature energies with intelligence and this kind of thing. So I suppose the possibility is there. You know, True. For, for these, uh, yeah, these humanoids uh, to do this. Yeah, so I don't know, but uh, it's, it's an interesting thought. Thank you, Steve, for writing in. Um, okay, yeah, we still got a few minutes before the break here. Um, I don't know. I'm going to ponder that. I'm sure Albert will too. <laughs> see what, yes, I will. Yes, maybe I will. in a future show, see what what traditions there there may arise. Because I'm sure Albert, you find the same thing we we do that that folklore is essentially the 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 of the human race. Things people think of myths as being you know just stories you know that aren't necessarily true. But if you look at the ancient idea of myth, especially the Greek idea, they're they're expressions of truths. Put in words that we can understand. Oh, so things that actually occurred uh, maybe perhaps thousands of years ago. Yeah, exactly. 
that, that, that's yeah. pretty much how, how we see that. So anyway, we are up for we're up for another break here, and uh, we'll be right back on Behind the Paranormal with on CBS New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com, and our guest Albert Rosales. Stay with us. You have questions. We have answers. Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, join Reverend Linda Newman and Tom Force for Answers. Join Linda and Tom for fun, uplifting, and empowering conversation. And, of course, Answers. At 8 p.m. Eastern Time, it's the Zoe Moon Astrology Show. Zoe will be bringing her unique perspective on the cosmos and its effects on you. Get a jump on your weekend and insight into the important transits by sign as Zoe shares what to expect up ahead. Life by number is where the numbers really add up. Love, money, health, move, master numerologist Celeste. Read your numbers and the vibrations they represent on the earthly level, sometimes beyond. Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in early. The lines are hot. 248-545-7685. Instant feedback at NewSkyRadio.com. NewSkyRadio. NewSkyRadio.com. New horizons, no boundaries. Powered by CBS, Yahoo, and Radio.com.
CBS Radio, The Sky, and NewSkyRadio.com are presented only for entertainment purposes and are not responsible for choices and decisions made as a result of such advice or other information offered. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. NewSkyRadio.com. And we are back with our guest, Albert S. Rosales. And, Albert, before we proceed, I wanted to give you a chance to talk about your website, uh, ufoinfo.com, and uh, the CDs you have for sale. And tell us all about that and where people can uh, can get those. Well, anyone interested in, uh, like, uh, at least 17,000 case summaries of uh, events, encounters, uh, sightings of uh, all sorts of entities, humanoids, mermaids, <laughs> all kinds. Yeah. Uh, I have a CD available now that, uh, that if anybody's interested, they can contact me at my email, which is garuda79 at att.net. Um, you know, for any for the price, just contact me there, and I'll, I'll be happy to answer. Okay, great. Um, and it is ufoinfo.com is the site, right? Yeah, you can contact through there or directly to my email. Okay. And it's a CD that I update daily, and I, uh, it's a lot of information there. If you're interested in humanoids or uh, high strange events or encounters, that's, that's, that's what you want to read. Excellent. Well, I can certainly recommend it. And uh, say, now, just in our last few minutes here, let's expand our discussion a little bit. Uh, what else has been going on in the world of humanoid encounters since we last talked? Well, it's funny you ask. Recent, I just got an email from a lady in Texas, uh, no, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, they reported a flying humanoid. Another really? flying humanoid. They seem to be all over the place lately. Yeah. Uh, according to them, it was uh, as recent as July 23rd on a Monday evening. There, it was uh, the a family. I think maybe three or four people. They they saw uh, what they described was uh, something flying over the house vertical position that had huge bat-like wings and in the middle it was like a body of a human hmm. all dark and this is towards the uh, evening like but they could still have a they could see it was still light enough to be able to see it really good but this is in july 23rd 2012 now how close were they do you know i mean again the, the sky being a difficult place to judge right. distance. well according to her she, she was after they after he left they were she was adamant that it wasn't any kind of kite or a red-tailed hawk or anything like that yeah. or any sort of known aircraft because they, they're used to seeing that. They're kind of a, outside of St. Louis, kind of in the, in the country. But uh, she she was so you know concerned about it that she contacted me. She uh, found my my, uh, my website, UFO Info, and uh, sent me an email. Wow. Appreciate it. I, I get those ones a, a lot lately. I've been getting, for some reason this year, it's been a lot of... Uh, which I have a stack of cases here, which I haven't gone through yet, that I got to incorporate into my summary. Yeah, of course, I'll, a lot of it'll never finish. Yeah, well, a lot of people are saying that if these are multiversal or as quote unquote interdimensional in nature, 
that the boundaries seem to be thinning because of, uh, well, among other things, the strange uh, electromagnetic uh, energies that are kind of flying around the, the uh, galactic neighborhood at this point, uh, whether the flattening out. Now, whether there's anything to that, I don't know. But what we're noticing, more and more paranormal activity from you know people who just don't, you just wouldn't expect would report such things. So, uh, and of course, you seem to be inundated with cases too. Uh, what other cases have you had? Well, I keep getting cases from uh, like uh, different countries too. They keep sending me cases, and uh, it's just a lot of them are really interesting cases. I, I'm in, in Facebook, and I have a little. I just set up a little group in Facebook that's called a uh, humanoid encounter and another. Uh, Incidents, which uh, I I collect cases and I I put them there, and I get people from France, Quebec, Canada, uh, Argentina, and they they send me cases and they they put them there in, uh, on on the Facebook page. Okay. Uh, um, it's just a lot of cases. It, it, um, I could add you to the crew group if you like right? yeah please by all means you know oh, yeah, the, totally. the, the better informed we are about these things the better as i yeah, said i will i, I yeah. haven't thought about it but i will add you guys into yeah that's good just scroll down and repeat there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of information there from yeah. japan uh, Quebec. excellent okay well albert th- thank you for everything you do I yes know, thank you, know, you. you paid for it and, and you, you do a well, fine job and we're really really proud to have you on the on the roster as uh, one of our reporters and um thanks for being on with us tonight no, you're welcome. Anytime. I, I, I know I haven't been too uh, active lately, but uh, but I'll try to be more now. Well, uh, very good. We'll be in touch off the air, and we'll, we'll light a few fires under you then. Okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Albert. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Okay. okay so now have, to our announcements. Yes, we have plenty of announcements. So my dad and I will be speaking at the Grove House Hotel in Woodbridge, Woodbridge Suffolk, England. On Saturday, September twenty second, from eleven to seven, uh, from seven to eleven p.m. Sorry about that. That is seven to eleven p.m. The ticket price of fifteen pounds includes a full buffet dinner provided by the hotel, and the proceeds will benefit local charities. So the evening will include a town hall style meeting on paranormal events in the highly active area, which was the scene of the famous Rendlesham Forest UFO incidents of nineteen eighty. So Larry Warren, eyewitness to the event and the co-author of the book Left at East Gate, plans to be with us that evening as well. So for more information on that event and other events and to buy tickets, visit www.spaceport.uk or spaceportuk.com/events.html or just go to our show website. And it's under the link, What's New? Right. Uh, finally, Ben and I will be featured speakers at the All Hallows Eve Psychic Fair at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Warwick, Rhode Island, on Sunday, October 28th. Watch for more information on those events at BehindTheParanormal.com, our show website. And I'm told the tickets for that will be $10 each. <clears throat> also, you can check out my books on Barnes & Noble Nook uh, and the Kindle, Amazon Kindle e-readers as well. And our website's again, BehindTheParanormal.com. Find out all about our guests, past, present, and future. And find out all about us as well and what we're up to. All right, so many thanks to our producer, Brandon Jackson. And we'll see you next week, August 5th, when my dad and I will welcome back popular guest, Murray Silver, to continue our discussion of his own experiences with ghosts. And in the meantime, tune into our Boston Providence Drive Time Show on WOON. AM and onworldwide.com at 6 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday. And don't forget, you can get free podcasts of all our shows. There are nearly 400 of them 
at www.behindtheparanormal.com. Get you that 400 pretty quickly. Anyway, we'll leave you with a thought from American actress Mae West. You only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. So thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we will see you next time. <laughs>